Let's kick it off. Okay, a couple quick logistics for this Friday. So the first um, cool, exciting new thing Cole and I are rolling out for the upcoming Ship 30 cohort. We got a lot of people who have been asking us, is there a way we can get direct feedback on our writing during the Ship 30 cohort from you or Cole? We want to make sure we made that option available. We used to have this mini cohort called the Jet Ski. Anyone in here take the Jet Ski back when we, we ran that test? Uh, it was a way to basically four times get personalized feedback from Cole on exactly what you could do to improve as a writer. So we're going to roll out that option for the upcoming co cohort and have a bunch of other stuff with that. So Cole, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, we're, we're calling it the first mate package. So um, we're just beta testing it with this upcoming cohort. Uh, we're not kind of publicly promoting it or anything like that, but it's essentially when you sign up for ship 30, you can either sign up as a shipper and it's, you know, all the same experience and upgrades and everything that we normally do. Uh, and then the first mate package is a little bit more personalized. Uh, we're going to do this thing called feedback Fridays, which when we did this in small groups about a year ago had amazing feedback, but we just didn't really have time to build it out. Um, so what we're going to do is create a sub channel for first mates where every Friday, I'm going to hop in. You can submit whatever you want feedback on that week. You know, if you want feedback on your Twitter thread, a LinkedIn post, an atomic essay, whatever, I'm just going to go down the list and tell you exactly here's how you can improve. You know, here's what tweaks I would make to the headline. Here's a category opportunity I see, little things like that that make a big difference. Um, we're also going to do something. We've had this idea for a while, but all the first mates, we're going to do a private session giving you a a behind the scenes tour of ship 30. So think of it like, you know, you go to Disneyland and they show you how, how it all works behind the scenes. Um, so what we're going to do is walk through, like, here's all the tools that we use to manage a community of hundreds and hundreds of people all at the same time. Um, how we organize that data, even some of the marketing things that we do. So if you're interested in building courses and you kind of want to like pull back the curtain and see how that looks, um, that might be a cool thing for you to check out. Uh, lifetime access to Ship 30, obviously all future cohorts if you want to jump in. Uh, free copy next week. I'm publishing a new book called Snow Leopard. Uh, so happy to give that to you for free. Uh, and then at the very end of the cohort, we're going to do a small group Q&A. Um, anything that you want to ask us questions about, especially if you go on the tour and you kind of see how Ship 30 works and you have follow-up questions or you just want to pick our brain on building your own course, things like that. Uh, we want to give that to you as well. So we're really excited about this. Uh, assuming it goes well um, for the October cohort, we're going to roll it out publicly. And that way, when people sign up, you know, you can either choose the, the standard shipper experience or you can upgrade first mate and get a little bit more of that behind the scenes action. Yeah. So we're going to, we're not sure exactly the total number. We're going to cap this probably around 25 people just to make sure everyone gets a good amount of attention. And we wanted to offer it to you guys before we open it up to the entire August cohort, which is shaping up very nicely. So Daniel just dropped the link in there. I think it's 1500 bucks off what we're charging anyone who comes in via the um, regular August cohort. So we'd love to have as many of you as possible, just so we can prioritize getting our, uh, you know, Captain Staple members some of that quality feedback and explore some of these things. So very excited about this. It's a future upgrade that we're gonna continue to make as Cole and I spend more and more time together in person all we're doing is shipping big upgrades. So that's Ship the first thing. Second thing, who has checked out the new TypeShare template library? 
drop in the chat if you've checked it out. We've seen a good number, but basically we have overhauled TypeShare um, into a digital writing template marketplace where basically you're going to go viral with these. We're going to save you 20, 30, 50, 100 hours of working through ideas. And we've packed all the templates into TypeShare now. Cole's been working hard all the time on reverse engineering what's working on the internet. It's basically productized ghostwriting. So picture Cole got to sit down with you and pick all your expertise and insights and create a bunch of templates. That is all there now for you. And specifically, we have these reach, resonance, and curation packs that go with the um, beginner content strategy challenge. So these are kind of the way you can, um, we'll link to these. But basically, you unlock these, it's got 20 pieces of content more or less written out for you, um, for you to dive into. And so we, who's already upgraded? I've seen some cool stuff. So just want to share, if you haven't checked these out, we also have packs for creators that we're going to start rolling out. We have a call with Justin today. Justin's pack is fire. We got to go through and look at some of his most viral stuff. So we're going to be continuing to drop some new things. So if you haven't checked out the new type shirt type of packs, make sure you do because they're going to save you a lot of time. Anything yeah, just, on that, Cole? No, that was pretty much it. And, and, you know, we've gotten some questions on, you know, like why are some template packs not included in Premiere? Why are they standalone only? Things like that. Um, a, I mean, especially if we're collaborating with other creators, you know, like we, we want to do right by them. And so we make those packs standalone. Um, they're, they're getting paid on those. So we want to, we want to be fair to those creators. Um, and then some of the other packs that are just a little bit more rare, or we put like a ton of templates in there or a ton of value in there. Um, we just, we felt like it was appropriate to leave them as standalone. The one thing that I will say though, is, I mean, everyone on this call knows us, Dickie and I are always trying to, you know, how, how can we be more helpful, radically generous, all of that. So if you're using TypeShare, you are going to get a bunch of free goodies. Like we're, we have a lot of plans over the next year of just dropping a lot of free stuff for people to play with. Um, so just know that, you know, if you're starting to use the platform and you're digging into it uh, as an early adopter, you're going to get rewarded for that. Yeah. So keep it up. If you're already writing on TypeShare, um, we've been exploring a bunch of fun stuff here. So you can filter by different types of posts, um, atomic essays, threads, LinkedIn's. We're going to have newsletter templates dropping soon. So if you write a newsletter, we're going to have headline templates, CTA templates, all that um, is on the way. So excited about those. Okay. Next wins, a huge, huge week for wins across the board. Jason has had some awesome ones. We've been talking to him a little bit. He's gone viral uh, with a bunch of threads. So he's look at the data and quadruple down on what works. So we had this win. And then from earlier in the week, he also had this win, which I can't think about right here. So Jason had not only a viral thread, but then another viral thread earlier in the week. We had Connor with a huge uh, viral thread and cop coming straight from Adil or Aditya, right? Yeah. Or I guess we call him Addy. But from last week, very similar structure and having a ton of virality, 300,000 views. Awesome to see. It's working, right? Things are working. Congrats on that. I want, to, uh, I want to point something out real quick. That's yeah. a great example of when you see something work for someone else, don't just sit there and go, ah, that was cool. Or don't just sit there and go, ah, like that only works for them. Like that's a great example of you take the same format, you put in your own story, your own content. And what do you know? 
There you go. Alicia back in the saddle. Awesome stuff. Zlatko dropping some products. Well done. Azar has had some things go viral on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm finding the same thing. There's always a difference of what's hitting and what's not hitting. Kevin, some wins. A thousand followers for Anna. Like the keep these wins coming. We we need a whole section of the entire call just to highlight all these wins. Alina, uh, Web3 LinkedIn content creators for 2022. 100,000 impressions for Dr. Jonathan. Uh, and then Eva has finished writing her ebook. I don't want to skip Tracy because we're going to have Eva up to talk for a minute. Tracy back in the saddle, crushing it with her journaling. I've been reading a lot of her stuff as well and only going to accelerate. So I'm out of breath talking about all our wins. Great job, everyone. Keep these coming. The summer is accelerating. Keep posting those wins. But we have Eva on the call who finished writing her first ebook. 10 days after starting the CT challenge, boom, we have it launched. So Eva, why don't you tell us what's going on? Yeah, hello. It's been, um, it's been rather exciting. So <laughs> the challenge, I think, was really what I needed. Um, I know the challenge is eight days. It took me 10 because two days I didn't work at it, on it at all. So I still counted as eight days. Um, and what I did was I created, I had a call with somebody. Actually, let me backtrack. I wrote about public speaking in tweets and on LinkedIn posts for a while on and off. And people always like those tips. So I thought, oh, maybe there's a bit more in there. And one person reached out to me and said, because I, I asked about you, what's your biggest fear? And she told me a very personal story on a call. And I decided she's the person I'm going to write this ebook for. So she's actually going to proofread it for me to see, you know, does it actually resonate the way I intend to have it resonate? And I wrote the outline in late May and just let it sit. And I didn't get to it. And I always felt just, oh, I don't have time. You know, I need to sit down in my cabin in the woods. So I ended up having this work trip to Vienna. And I thought, okay, this is the time. I'm, I read the challenge and I thought, okay, this is actually doable because it has specific steps, very clear guidance on, you know, just do this one chunk and then do the next one. And I would not just, you know, do one chunk a day. I, I did maybe a couple of one day and then a couple more the next day and I just kept writing and there were all these travel delays in Europe as well so I had a lot of time in airports over those couple of days and it just flowed and that's why I thought maybe this topic is really good for me too because if it feels so easy then maybe that's a good thing so I finished it last night I reviewed it today it's 42 pages because I know I could probably split it into 10 different products but I just really like giving everyone the whole thing at once so I decided I'm going to publish the whole thing it's a fundamentals of public speaking for people who are just getting started with it um, but I also identified one chapter where I thought this is probably going to take me another week to write I'm going to make this a separate product because it's more standalone and in the end I just before this call created my Gumroad page so once I get the feedback from this person I wrote the book for um, I'm going to upload it there and uh, and then publish ideally on Monday there Amazing. we go Okay, couple. Okay, thank you for sharing that because that's incredible. Couple of things I want to double click on. One, writing the product for one person. So having this idea of this is the person I'm trying to help. And if you're successful in doing that, the internet takes care of finding all the other people that are like that person. Okay. Number two, ebooks 44 pages, right? We're not trying to write crime and punishment out here. This is just, it, it's a simple guide. And that's all people need. My first digital product was 12 pages, 15 pages, you know? So all that matters is focusing on the problem that you're solving, you know? Three, you did this, okay, you, you didn't 
you didn't uh, work on it for two days. You did your first product in eight days, right? Yeah. Like we don't, there's no need to overcomplicate this. And so when people go, oh, I've been working on this for six months, like, no, you can do it in eight days. And number four, the more you write, the more you write. You weren't even, you haven't even published the first one. And now you already know what the second one's going to be. Right. And this, this is like our whole point of view or everything that we talk about is the hardest part is day one. And then the moment you start writing, everything gets easier. It's like pushing a rock down a hill. So now by the time you, I, I bet before you even finish the second one, you're going to be like, now I know the next three that I'm going to create. And then three years from now, you're going to own a niche and everyone's going to go, how did you do it? And you're going to go, well, I started with my first product in eight days. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's, what really helped also was that validation process, because even though I didn't have to do it at the time of doing the, you know, the eight day challenge. So this whole, you know, check, check in with your audience, because I had done that previously, but I could go back to those tweets and to the comments people had made and say, oh, actually, yes, this is what they're looking for. Um, but also recognizing this is the book I wish I had five years ago because that's when I started doing my public speaking. And these are my five years of learning all packed into one product. So it's been really helpful. And I did in those you know, 10 days also complete on this house that I'm now sitting in, which is my, my glamorous backpack. It's not a cabin in the woods. It's more like a manor on the coast, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's been amazing. And that's a lot of work as well. Um, but like you said, you know, the more you write, the more you write. And for me, it's not, I finish one thing and then I start the next. It's, I have all of these ideas while I'm writing. And I'm like, sometimes my, my, I can't write as fast as all these ideas come in, but keeping track of them for then later on, like you said, you know, that, that next ebook, um, is really satisfying. Amazing. That's exactly how it should be. And what I also love about this is I look at your profile and I see, you know, data and tech professional. And I don't think if you would have asked yourself six months ago, if you would write an ebook on public speaking, what you would have said, right? And so that's listening to the market because what you clearly have hit on is public speaking for data and tech professionals is probably an extremely common problem, right? They don't necessarily yes. spend as much time, right? So instead of public speaking for everyone, it's public speaking for this specific group, right? You can really hone in on that. I think this is just the beginning of something that's going to be really fun to watch grow. So congrats. Amazing. So cool. So cool. Congrats. And thanks for being willing to share and, you know, kind of let everyone in on the process. Cause I think that's so helpful. I I've definitely found in the writing world, especially like all you see is the final product, right? No one really sees, well, how did you assemble that? How does that come to be? And that's really our goal in sharing the wins and, you know, having these mastermind calls and getting people to share their stories like this is realizing like, this is super actionable stuff, you know, sit down for eight days and you're done. Now you've done it once. You can go do it 20 more times. Life's changed. Amazing. Amazing work. Yep. Awesome. Congrats. Thanks, keep sharing. Keep bringing those wins. We're going to continue to highlight these every single week. Okay. Quick cutting edge tactic of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about LinkedIn. For anyone who is already writing on LinkedIn, um, this is going to be helpful for you. What I want to show you is just a very simple breakdown of the difference in lead-ins for Twitter and LinkedIn. And so Cole and I were doing some kind of, um, we we're doing some reflection on what's working on LinkedIn. And we came to this realization that 
LinkedIn, every single time you write something, the first sentence should be some kind of credibility or some kind of hook. And you really, really want to double down on using these first five lines as a how to get someone to click see more. And so what I'll show you here is I'm going to run through just a couple examples of how I do this with my weekly content strategy, which if you guys haven't read that deep dive, um, Daniel, maybe you can drop the link to that of showing how we write on Twitter and LinkedIn at the same time. But I'm going to show you just the different ways of, so I'll show you this thread right now that I published this morning. It was a repost of my inconvenient truths thread. And so instead of just saying 19 inconvenient truths, like I would on Twitter as my Twitter hook here, I repurposed it to be five lines like this, right? Because LinkedIn is looking for you to click on this see more button. Every time you click on this see more button, it tells the algorithm, wow, people are interested in this, right? So I'm going to just walk through a couple more examples like this one. Okay. The internet is the most powerful tool in human history, and it's either working for you or you're working for it. I'm going to compare that to my Twitter, which is, let's see, right? Okay. So this is a great example. If I were to just have published this on LinkedIn, this would have been my first five lines, these five I'm highlighting here. And that wouldn't have done very much, right? It doesn't entice a scroll. It doesn't entice the, um, hey, I want to click through this. So instead, when I publish this on Hype Theory, I just come in and edit for LinkedIn specifically, and I reformat it to be the internet is the most powerful tool in human history. Here's how most people use it, right? So it's like, oh, now I got to click see more. And then it's the exact same thing. Does that make sense? That helpful? Just yeah. share. That optimizing for the first five lines of LinkedIn is is definitely the key. And it's one of those small things where it seems like a small thing, but it makes a giant difference. Like mm -hmm. you, you really want to make sure that those first five lines get nailed. But the the more the the really interesting thing, Dickie, that I feel like we we nailed this week was where was your LinkedIn post? Oh, the it, it should all start with credibility. Yeah. That was what we were talking about. So this is one of those, like, obviously it might not work for everything, but as often as you can, I think you want to ask the question, how do I make my first sentence some sort of credibility? So this one, yeah. Yeah. So I've written every day for 700 days in a row, right? Okay. So this, I, I just want to walk through real quick, the thought process here. Uh, sometimes the credibility that you have is very obvious, right? It's like, I want a gold medal. Okay, great. Like, you know, sometimes the credibility is very non-obvious. Like most people think, well, I do this thing every day and because I do it, it's no big deal. Right. But if you sit and think about it, okay, I've written every day for 700 days in a row. Most people can't say that that's an amazing statement of credibility, you know, or the example we love to use in ship 30 is like, I've watched every single TV show on Netflix that's a statement of credibility, right? So as often as possible, making that first sentence, like, here's why you should listen to my opinion on this is I think the best hook that you could possibly have. And especially on LinkedIn, that's working very, very well right now. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to share that. And here I am using it again. Same thing. This is probably the best example. This was actually the one we were talking about. So this one did better on Twitter, but same exact post you could see how if I would have just copied and pasted this on LinkedIn, it would have only shown the first two. It wouldn't have enticed a scroll, but here it is credibility, but I don't do this. 
Instead, here's how I warm up. And so I saw a question of like, does it show how many click the read more button? No, but the algorithm knows. So the algorithm says, oh, wow, a ton of people are clicking see more. This means they're spending more time on the platform, which means more ads are being shown, which means we make more money. I better show this to everyone, right? Just put yourself in the, the shoes of the algorithm. Anytime you post something, it's like, is this making LinkedIn more money? Yes, do it, right? Because that's the goal. That's what they're going to distribute. That's what they're going to show. So wanted to share that as the cutting edge tactic of the week. That was a lot. Yes. Yeah, it's the little things like this that, you know, again, what matters more is what are you saying, the quality mm -hmm. of content, but these little things add up a lot over time. So you want both sides of the barbell. Um, you All wanna... of your tactics are just part of your strategy. Yeah. The strategy is the big picture, but a little bit of tactics go a long way. Yep. So Dickie, do we want to walk through, become known for a niche you own? Yeah, why don't we walk through each module and take some questions from people who have been doing it. I'll give you guys a breakdown of, we'll, we'll zoom back for a second of why we started these challenges. And the big thing was, you know, everyone loves Ship 30 because it gives you exactly what to do every day for 30 days. And then in the captain's table, we found it was a little bit more self-served. It was a little bit like, where do we start? And so Cole and I took all the content we had and turned them into these challenges and they're going to continue to roll out because people are really enjoying these. Now, what we're doing is every single day, there's a badge you can claim. And on the back end, we're able to see who is making progress on the course and who isn't. So we're going to start to follow up with people who get to day three, day four and say, hey, how else can we help you finish this challenge, right? Because we know the more people who figure out their own category and their own niche, the more success they're going to have. So our goal is to get as many people through that. So there's a few places here. If you leave a comment on get help, that comes directly via Slack to me and Cole. So we get that message direct in our inbox anytime someone posts there so we can follow up. And we're going to do that on a weekly basis, giving feedback as people go through this. So you can go through and leave your help and questions there. Accountability day zero for every challenge, we've made it where you can opt in to partner with someone who is going through the challenge at the same time as you. So that way you can say, hey, why don't we keep each other accountable? We can bounce ideas off one another. You just leave a comment on that day zero. And then there is an assignment for day one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven all the way throughout. So that's the overarching view of, of the challenge. Cole, why don't you talk about you know some thoughts behind it? Yeah, so I think it'd be helpful. This is definitely the most heady challenge. You know, the, the majority of what we focus on, we try and make it as actionable as possible. You know, it's like do X and you will unlock Y result. The idea of creating a niche is thinking, right? It takes a lot of thought. And so our goal here, even though this is very education-based, it's trying to break it down into, okay, here's a little bit of education. Now here's the action step. And so I, I want to walk through, there's four kind of core ideas here uh, that I want to go through and I'll pause at each one. We do some questions in the chat if anyone has anything you'd like me to clarify. Uh, and the other, you know, the first two modules are kind of like getting you prepped for the challenge. And then the last few are, okay, you did it, collect your badge, things like that. But the bulk of the idea I want to walk through so that everyone here understands this. So this first big like unlock, 
is the difference between better and different. And this is the root of how do you create a niche for yourself? All of us are introduced through education. You know, when we grow up, we go through school, you know, we try and get a job. We're all trained to think better. Okay. So you're like, I have my, tr my track and I do what I do and I will be successful if I do this thing better than all the other people who are doing this thing. Right. How do you get, how do you climb the ladder as a doctor? You be a better doctor than all the other doctors. How do you climb the ladder as a lawyer? You be a better lawyer than all the other lawyers. Right. The reality is that a better mindset puts you inherently in competition. Right. Because when you show up to the party, you go, hi, everyone. I'm a lawyer, just like everyone else is a lawyer. And so what I would like you to do is I would like you to compare me to all the other people in this room. And then when you compare me, I hope that you come up with enough reason and some rationale to say why I'm better than someone else. And it should be obvious when you do that, right? You just made your life harder. You just told everyone in the room, I am not different. I'm the same, I'm the same as everyone. And so to get a little deep with it here, why do we do that? We're human beings. We want to be accepted. We all want to fit in. We don't want to feel weird. We don't want to stand out, right? So there's this giant irony in, in the business world, especially, but in the world where people go, I want to be different. I want to stand out, but I'm going to show up wearing the same thing, calling myself the same thing, acting the same, talking the same, using all the same language, but I want to stand out right? It's counterintuitive. It doesn't actually make sense. And so the only way that you actually stand out is you have to remove yourself from the conversation. You don't even walk in the room, right? You, you don't go to the convention and say, I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher, right? You stand outside the building. And when people say, why are you going to go in there? You say, no. And they go, why? And they go, because I'm not a lawyer. And then they go, well, what are you? And then it's in that question where when someone goes, what are you? You have the opportunity to educate them, okay? So here's the example that we use in Ship 30. Someone goes, Cole, you're a great writer. Dickie, you're a great writer. We go, that's, that's great, but sorry to tell you, I'm not a writer. They go, what do you mean? What are you? We go, oh, I'm a digital writer. They go, well, what is that? Now, all of a sudden, I've created a distance. I've created a gap. I'm standing outside the building and the person's sitting there going, oh, well, just tell me what you are then. And now I get to be the one to tell them how they're going to perceive me versus walking in the building and having everyone decide already, this is who you are. This is how I judge you. This is the context I put you in. This is what you're worth, right? Because all the other people here are worth the same thing. And so what you want is you want to create that distance, not by being better, but by being different. You say, oh, a digital writer is someone who doesn't go off into the woods and hide away in a cabin and stare out the window and wait for inspiration to strike and spend five years on a novel. A digital writer is someone who starts with small pieces of content. They write on Twitter. They write on LinkedIn. They test ideas, right? So what you're doing is you're creating a definition for the old world and a definition for the new world. And when you do that, everything changes. The person then doesn't know who to compare you to. And the person doesn't know how to value you. 
And the person doesn't know, doesn't know, doesn't know, right? And so the average person, when you say that, they go, well, that's very scary for me. What do you mean they don't know what I am? What do you mean they don't know what my quote unquote value is? But if you think about it, it's that is the whole benefit. Now you're the one who gets to decide. Now you're the one who sets the price. Now you're the one who makes the rules, right? So the big idea that we're communicating in this, in this challenge is anytime you find yourself writing the word better, anytime you find yourself writing the word more, I'm going to teach you how to be a better teacher. I'm going to teach you how to be a better lawyer. I'm going to teach you how to be a better doctor, right? Whatever it is, you need to stop and you need to realize that what you're doing is you're raising your hand and you're saying, I am not different. I'm doing the same thing as everyone else. Okay. Different would be, I'm going to show you how to go from old world to new world. So let's use uh, Eva's example, right? I'm going to teach you how to be a better public speaker versus I'm going to teach you how to speak with the confidence that, that you use to code. I'm going to show you how to speak in a way that feels like you were never worried about public speaking in the first place. You live a life where you sit in front of your computer and you code all day and you work in IT and you're afraid to public speak. I'm going to get you out of that world and I'm going to show you all of the ways that it's actually really easy for you and you possess a skill set that you didn't know you had, right? You want to create a bridge from this is where you used to be to this is where you are. And the bigger that bridge gets, the more different you are. That's the whole the whole idea. And in order to create your own niche, you got to understand that first. So let's pause on that. Any Is there anything about that that is confusing? Is there anything about that that you, know, you go, I want some more clarification on that? Let's pause there. Yeah, drop your questions in the chat. We can get to them. Anyone, anyone going through this, clear enough? I'm going to teach you how to live, work, and play differently so you can play more in life and play bigger at work. So the next, the next level of that, right, is it's not just saying, here's the future. It's saying, and this is actually a great segue into the, the first big thing, is you have to also frame the past. Okay, so think of it like you're 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 trying to create Grand Can a Grand Canyon. Okay, and what you need is you need a tent on the old world, the one side of the canyon, and you need a tent on the other side, the new world of the canyon, right? And so what most people do is they show up to the party and they go, "Hey, here's where we're going." They only talk about the forward, but in reality, what you need is you need to connect the person's thinking to to the old world right? What wasn't working before? Right? Why do we say, hey, we're going to get you out of the cabin in the woods. We're going to get, we're going to burn that chapeau. We're going to throw that corncob pipe away, right? I'm not just being funny. What I'm doing is I'm saying, hey, this is the old world. You don't want to be part of that, right? And then the person goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course, I don't want to be part of that. Right. And then you go, okay, well, great. Now that now that we're in agreement that you don't want to be over there, let's talk about where we're going. Right. So yeah, now I'm going to teach you how to reduce burnout, increase well-being. Yeah. Okay. So closer, right? Old world. And like get specific, right? Old world. 
you showed up to an office with fluorescent lights that made you feel like a rat in a cage, right? You, you're sitting in a desk chair all day that hurts your back, right? Like get specific. What, what does that old world look like? Imagine you're painting a picture and then you go, okay, now that we're in agreement, right? We, we hate that. No one wants that. Now let's go talk about the new world. So in this, in this module, what we walk you through is how do you frame that problem, right? What is that old world? What is the problem that you're talking about? So the easiest way to do this is take what you're writing about and list out what are the 10 biggest problems? What do people hate about that old world, right? You go through and make your list. And I guarantee you, I and I speak from experience here because when I was writing this, you're going to get three problems in and you're going to be like, oh, I feel like I get it. No, get all 10, right? Don't cut yourself short, push, dig deeper. What is the real problem? What is the issue that people hate about the old world? Don't stop at two and be like, I got it, right? Get all the way through it. Make a list of 50 problems and then whittle it down, but go through and really articulate the old world. And then when you find, when you make this list, your job is to go, which one of these am I going to pick, right? You don't need to solve every problem in the old world, right? I don't need to solve every problem in the old writing world. I just need to solve one problem, which is called, how do I get people to start? That's it. Chip 30 is a, a growing ecosystem and business on one problem. You just, you're having trouble starting right? So you don't need everything. You just need one. Okay. So once you get the one, then further down, explain how do you pick which problem, right? An easy way of picking which problem is you should ask yourself, which is most weird, right? What's the thing where most people are like, ah, that problem's too small. Ah, that problem I don't think is that big of a problem. Ah, that problem seems weird, right? That's the opportunity. It's not, there's no opportunity in solving the same problem everyone else already solves, right? Go find the weird one, right? Number two is which is most valuable? If you solve that problem, right, who's willing to pay for that? And sometimes that requires you going and doing some research, you talking to people, and all of a sudden you realize like, whoa, like I didn't know until like four years ago that there's a giant problem called content marketing departments in huge B2B tech companies are terrible. And if you know how to write like really great walkthrough guides, you can literally make like half a million bucks a year writing like how to use Microsoft products. Most people don't know that, right? So if you go dig and you find, oh, that's a really valuable problem for me to solve, you're gonna make a bunch of money. And then third, which problem am I most passionate about? right? Because you might find, okay, that's the weird one. And you might find, oh, that's really valuable. But for me, I'm not really passionate about waking up in the morning and writing walkthrough guides on how to use Microsoft products, right? So like, I don't care. I don't want to solve that problem. So what you're looking for, the magic is when you find all three. And that takes some digging, right? You're not going to figure that out after 30 minutes. You got to go talk to some people. You got you to gotta think about it. You got you to gotta steep in it. And when you do that, all of a sudden now you've got the old world figured out. Amazing. Let's pause there. What I think the, you want to drive home this example with Ship 30, because when I was sitting next to Colty Crank Cassado, I was like, this is 
I think one of the best frameworks you've ever laid out, seriously, because it's just impossible to go through this and not walk away like with some clarity. So there's two things here. First, we can do ship 30 and then scroll down to the comments. I can't remember who left the comment, but keep going. I'll, I'll tell you when I see it. There was one that really stuck out on keep going, keep going, keep going. I'll, I'll know it when I see it. Uh, no, keep going. It, it's one of the earliest ones. We have a ton of here. Go back up. I think you, I think you, you went by it. Yeah, there, Tanya. Okay. So Tanya had this one of the top 10 mistakes and problems in nutrition, right? So you read through this one and these all made great sense to me, right? So she made two lists, poor nutrition leads to worse conditions and then healthy eating challenges. Then if she kept going, this was the coolest one. Which one do you want to lay laser in on? Osteoporosis, right? What are three reasons? It's weird and unpopular, right? And I, right away, I was like, that is, that is what it's all about, right? Right when you go, you know, here's all what everyone's talking about nutrition. No one's talking about how it's giving you fragile bones. Yes. Right? I saw that and I was like, that's how you know it's clicking. Because it's you're passionate, passionate about it, tied to monetary outcomes. And so if you think that the market is too small to say, I write about osteoporosis or whatever you end up going on that route, that is how you dominate a niche. Dominate. Because and I bet if you if you just Google like bloggers, osteoporosis bloggers, it's probably very small. Right. There's, but there's a huge market of people that when they come across your blog, you're like, I cannot believe you've created 50 ultimate guides and whatever. I'm going to buy every single thing that you have to offer me because and it's like you created the, your entire strategy to talk to me. A hundred percent. And this is where I'm, I'm glad you flagged this, Dickie. This is so cool because this requires a little creative thinking. But then, then when you get into step two and three, right, and you start thinking, all right, well, how do I own this niche? And how does this ultimately, how do I create products? How does this make me money? Right? Okay. Well, let's ask a really obvious question. How much does having osteoporosis cost someone? Like what might those medical bills look like? You know, what's, what's the emotional cost? What are all the ways that it disrupts your life? Right. And so all of a sudden, if you take a little time, you go, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go research for like 10 hours. I'm going to go see what are all the things that someone would have to spend money on to cure osteoporosis, right? And then you go, okay, let's say the number is $10,000, all right? The average person has to spend $10,000, probably way more than that, uh, working on this, this thing that they're dealing with in their life. Uh, or, you know, if, if you're researching this early, hey, if, if you buy this $200 uh, product that I put together, I'm going to show you how to avoid osteoporosis. So you can either spend 200 bucks and make sure that you don't or, or reduce the likelihood that this is going to happen to you, or you can ignore it. And then you have to go shell out, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to solve this. Right. And that's what you want. You want to, you, the problem you're solving in the context of how much does this cost someone? Like there's, there's an old uh, advertising joke. It's like, how do you sell a $10,000 watch? You put it beside a $50,000 watch. Right. All of a sudden, the $10,000 watch seems cheap. You're like, oh, they're practically giving it away. You know, 
So that's what you want. You want to go think about how much is this problem costing people and how can I offer a solution or some sort of solution for like a hundredth of the price, right? The average uh, creative writing department costs someone like $100,000 in loans. Or, or you could just take ship 30 and basically learn everything you need to know, right? That's what you, you want to root the problem in the context of, well, the old world charges a ton of money. New world, hey, I'm going to give this to you for like a hundredth of the cost, right? So that's the framing of the problem. Okay, so, so you got to do some work to think about what am, what am I focusing on? And again, make your list of 10 problems, 30 problems, 50 problems, but pick one, right? Just pick one to start with. Ship 30. We're not going to teach you how to become a New York Times bestseller. We're going to help you build a daily writing habit. It's one problem, accountability, right? And, and people drastically underestimate. They think I need to go solve 50 problems. You don't. You need to solve one. Right. Then we go to the new world. So now we say, all right, we're in agreement that we hate the old world. Old world's annoying for all these reasons. Right. And you can tell you're writing the intro to your book doing this. You're writing your landing page. You're writing your email sequence. This is all the stuff you have to figure out. Okay. So now we go to the new world and we go, okay, what's the solution? Okay. And the big idea here is the same way that you researched the problems. You want to research the solutions and go, what are all the things that people say to do? Okay, so what are all the obvious solutions that exist today? And what you'll find is you're going to make a list of, well, here's all the solutions that already exist, right? Maybe a solution for how do I start writing is, well, here's, here's a writing course. I'm going to teach, I'm just going to explain to you what good writing is. Or here's a college program. Go major in creative writing or whatever, or obvious solution, get a job at a newspaper, right? Really like these are things that everyone thinks of. Your job is to think of what's the solution that no one's thought of yet. Like the reason Ship 30 is what it is, is because no one thought, and to Dickie's credit, this is what he figured out, right? No one thought, hey, writing every day is a lot easier when it's not something you do by yourself, right? Like think, think of, that's actually a weird solution. Most people think, oh, I have to go sit down by myself and write. And, and the old world says, writing you do by yourself. Writing is a lone man's journey, right? Writing is, you know, it's old world. And Dickie has this weird insight and goes, hey, actually this would be a lot easier if we all like got on Zoom together and just did it together, right? This would be a lot easier if we all wrote side by side. Your job is to find the weird solution. And when you find a very specific problem and you pair it with a weird solution, everyone's head explodes. And everyone goes, it's like if you remember uh, a decade ago when the iPhone first came out, you couldn't go anywhere without someone saying, oh, that app is so simple. Why didn't I think of that? Right? The weird solution always seems so like, why didn't I think of that? And that's the beauty, right? So when you do the work and you discover that, all of a sudden everyone goes, well, this makes so much sense. So that's the other side of the, the chasm. And you need both, right? It can't just be, I'm going to help you do this better. It's, we, we hate the old world. Here's the one problem I'm solving. And here's the weird way we're going to solve it. 
And the more weird the solution is, the more someone's like, you want me to what? Then people are going to buy in, right? There's a huge difference between go to film school and, hey, I want you to record 30 TikTok videos in a row for 30 days, right? The average person goes, you want me to what? That And that's not a bad thing. That's the goal. That's what you want. Because the, the moment they say, you want me to what? You have the opportunity to educate them. And if you're successful in educating them, you own the niche. Game over. You win. Once you start seeing this, you start to see it with every single product out there that has built kind of a cult following. So the one that jumps to mind for me is like Bulletproof Coffee. You want me to put half a stick of butter in my coffee every morning and I'm going to lose weight? Yeah. Yes. It, I, I, it's exactly what I want you to do. And it works, right? Because people go, oh, that's not you know what most people are telling me to do. And now that's a billion dollar brand, right? Based around one idea. Yes. And the more weird that it gets, the more likely people are to talk about it. Okay. So think about that. It's like, if you want the benefit of people of word of mouth marketing, you got to make people tilt their heads and go, what? You want me to what? That, that is your milestone for success. Like that, that if you're, if you achieve that, people are going to talk about it, right? What does every person say about ship 30? Now you're going to write something every single day for 30 days. And every single person who hears that goes, what? Why? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So real quick, Cole, just because we have Justin coming up and we want to make sure we ask a couple minutes to jam with him. I want to ask, would you guys be interested if Cole and I did a almost live version of this at some point during the year? So like a seven day, one call per day, everyone opts in and does like a live become known for a niche you own challenge. Right. I think a lot of people would benefit from that. And so we're thinking about doing something like that. And that's good to see. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll keep you posted on that. Make sure you're going through these and um, making progress on them. They are their work, right? So it's not just going to show it to you, but the exercises, as we've shown you here, are obviously pretty helpful. Um, and I think that's it for today. Other than if you want kind of if you saw what Cole just did with Tanya's and as we talk through these kind of things, this is kind of our vision for the first mate stuff too. So we want to give you that option as well. And then other than that, we have Justin coming up. So I think I miss anything. Daniel, you want to drop that link just so people have it if they want it to. And then we'll get ready to jam with Justin. Cause we got a lot of last time we talked with Justin, he launched an entire new product uh, on the back <laughs> of our interview. So I'm sure he's going to have some good stuff as well. Yeah, that's gonna be this be great. The big the big thing I just want to leave everyone with is is don't feel like you gotta have it all figured out tomorrow. You know, I mean, this is something that Dickie and I talk about every week still. You know, we're always gut checking, like, are we solving the right problem? Can we make can we make our solution a little more weird? You know, how like it, it's a forever process. And so this new way of thinking is one of those things where it's, it's kind of like someone coming to you, like explaining how gravity works, you know, like you, you gotta let yourself roll around in it for a little bit. So don't feel the pressure to have it all figured out tomorrow, you know? Awesome. 
Okay, so Daniel dropped the link there. Another thing, the Mentorship Academy, last call for anyone who wants to be part of the Shipper Success Team for the August cohort. Uh, Susie, you can drop the link in the chat for that for people to sign up. I think we have a good showing. We had a great call Monday, Tuesday, dropping uh, what you're going to learn as part of the Mentorship Academy. It's going to be very fun. We're looking forward to it. We're going to have a great group. It's going to be tons of learning there, and we'd love to have you working closely with us for the August cohort, getting as many successful shippers as possible. So that's all we got. A lot packed into this one. Do your homework on your niche. Keep working through the challenges. Keep posting your wins. And we will see everyone next Friday. Or if you're sticking around for Justin coming up right now, uh, we have a good call with him. So Mentorship Academy, make sure you check that out. And then I will see everyone in a few minutes uh, with Justin. Amazing. Have a good weekend. Great Friday, everyone.